Welcome to the Inside OU Podcast, brought to you by New Balance of Edmond, featuring Keegan Renault from SoonersWire.com, powered by USA Today, and Brady Trantham. Hello, Brady. Bob Stoops here. Appreciate the great Sooner fan that you are and have been for all these years. Boomer Sooner. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Inside OU Podcast. We are here at Vanessa Beer House like we always are on Thursday evenings at 5.30. Having a good time. I've been here for a little bit longer because I've had nothing to do today. <laughs> and so I, I showed up a little bit earlier. It's a bye week. This is like the, I think this is like the first podcast where Keegan and I have absolutely not planned on what to talk about. No. We, we have a general idea. Um, basically, every single OU podcast out there this week has touched on OSU this is just going to be a free riffing, free-for-all on just our thoughts about OSU, OU football, Bedlam, ne- not this Saturday, but next hey, Saturday, and COVID. and more importantly, we're going to have to swing it over to me so you, we can ask, I can ask some thunder questions. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A little, get a little tease. It, it's football season, Keegan. Yeah, you, you've got your own thunder podcast. You can plug that a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not even ready for basketball season, man. I mean, all we all people really want to know, Brady, is who the Thunder are trading Chris Paul to, and how many draft picks they're going to get back for it. That's all that matters. Well, they're going to get Giannis and Tenacumpo. Everybody knows that. And if you want more of those optimistic takes, just go subscribe to the OKC eighty two podcast. But this is the Inside OU podcast. It is. And that's Keegan Renault. I'm Brady Trantham, as you all know. Hey, if you like the show, go like and subscribe. Go leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. We're at seventy right now. Let's keep that thing going. Let's try to get 100 before football season ends. And, hey, if they're all, like, zero stars, you know what, then we're doing something wrong and we need to improve. So I'm not asking you to just kiss our ass the entire time. We're just, hey, just leave us a rating. takes, like, five seconds. And we will greatly appreciate it, won't we, Keegan? Absolutely. Always love getting to hear back I mean, you, from anybody that, that does listen. You've completely, like, tried to ride my coattails this season. So, like, with my 5,000 Twitter followers and your what now? You've got 8,000? Oh, okay. So, you've been waiting to use this, right? No, you're, so you're you much... So, you pump me up to get me to 8,000 followers, and then, you, and then you bring it up? You're much more important than I am. I think that, that if the world were to end, God would, like, look at us and say, all right, Keegan, you can come to heaven. You've got all these followers. Brady, I, like, what do you bring to the table? <laughs> You're just kind of crazy. And the one thing that you had where you're like an OU fan that hates Bob Stoops, well, you've made peace with him now. So, like, what truly do you bring to the table? <laughs> so, I have nothing anymore. But we're going to try our best. But like we said, we are at Vanessa Beer House, our favorite brewery, downtown Oklahoma City off Broadway in 8th. Come out. It's a great venue, great place, great place to have a beer, great place to just have a good time. What are you uh, drinking? What is that? It's the Prize High Stout. It's so it's good. It is. It's my second one. And boy, oh boy, Keegan, I see two of you right now. I see two of you with a short little haircut. It's strong. It's fairly don't strong. Bring up, don't bring up the haircut. We're, we're going to talk about your haircut later because it is a bye week, so there's really nothing else to talk about. But that is true. I did want to bring this up about Vanessa House really quick before we got into our fun bye week Oklahoma State bedlam extraordinaire podcast uh join vanessa house for their fourth annual turkey drive and this is this is awesome everybody so please pay attention 
uh, please take notes, draw pictures. I don't care. Whatever you need to like remember things. Like this is when you we need your ears. But donate a turkey starting Monday, November sixteenth through the twenty second to help a family in need this Thanksgiving, and be entered into a raffle for your chance to win prizes from local companies. See their information on social media for more details. Please do so. It's a great time of year to help each other out. We just went through a very taxing election. We just we've gone through a very taxing year. And while I understand like there's a lot of people out there like you and I, Keegan, that we don't have that much to really throw around to help. We're trying to do our part to at least voice out the message that if you have, you know, some time, some extra funds, some extra anything, you know, go out there and help some people out because it's starting to get cold out there in Oklahoma. It's starting to get dark much earlier, and it's almost Thanksgiving. It's almost Christmas time, and this is the time to uh, remember that there are other people on this earth besides fucking you. Whoa. <laughs> it's going to be one of those podcasts, huh? It might as well be. I'm three beers deep, man. <laughs> You've got the Destination Wedding, which is it's a favorite, favorite of the Inside OU podcast. It's very good. Love that. 89 Lager that I had a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. Some really good stuff here. I'm going to need you to try something different today. Like, I'm going to need you to... I'm, tr- a, I'm a very, like, if I go to a restaurant, you know, go to, like, go get fast food, I get the same stuff. Yeah, you're a you're a traditional man. I guess, yeah, creature of habit, I guess. Yeah, so uh, staunch Republican, Keegan <laughs> Renault. <laughs> Let's... You see the uh, missing raccoon that we have in the state right now? There's a missing raccoon. Yeah. You ready? I'm going to need some details. Need some deets. Yep. So, someone traveled... There's a car getting towed right now. Hopefully it's not mine, but continue. And by well, the way, I hopefully it's not mine. I thought I thought you were wearing a Texas A&M hat. That's that's awfully close to a the Aggie maroon. I've got to you know when they, the matchup's kind of getting set, so you got I got to start rooting for the other team. You know, I mean they can lose another game, still make the Cotton Bowl. Oh, for sure. So, but yeah, no doubt. Continue with the raccoon. Oh yeah. So this tweet from Abigail Ogle. George came to Oklahoma from Idaho to help after our, our ice storm. He brought his pet raccoon. Her name is Coons, and she is now missing. Coons, the raccoon, is missing. Want me to repeat that story again? <laughs> is that... Can we say that? <laughs> I'm just going to leave that open-ended. Can we say that? But we just did, and it's not going to be edited it- off this podcast. But if we can't say it, then for future reference, we won't. The owner of the raccoon says he's not leaving Oklahoma until she's found. No stone was left unturned in this search. No, not for a missing raccoon. Raccoons that would are, only happen in this state. Raccoons are real cute, man, when they're young. I saw something. I can't remember what show this was, but raccoons, when they're babies, mm-hmm. if they find themselves in danger, they will literally put their hands over their eyes like this and, like, scream. It's kind of cute, I must say. I found myself going, Aww. I've seen, what, a little pack of them? Is that what you would, would, would you call raccoons that? Well, I mean, I can look this up, but keep going. The younger ones are kind of small. Maybe you want to go pick them up, but... A group of raccoons is known as a nursery. And a group of beavers is fit- fittingly called a colony. Like, this is just what Google says. So, a nursery. Can we not just call them all packs? A nursery of raccoons. Very good. You know, we learn things on this here podcast. Don't say, don't say that you don't get anything out of this. 
kind of like wearing masks. What do we? Okay, I guess we need to get into the COVID because, man, did the Big Twelve pick a great week to have a bye week for all their important teams? Hey, no one told us it was the the butt bowls this weekend though. The, the what? The butt bowl. Is Mark Sanchez still in the league? What's going on? Baylor, Texas Tech, BU versus TT. Oh yes, the butt bowl. <laughs> sometimes the, sometimes the internet is good. Saturday, November fourteenth at I don't at three o'clock central. Butpool. Who is truly the worst team in the Big Twelve besides Kansas? This is what this game will decide, right? Yes. Even though Baylor had a fairly good showing against Iowa State, they had a lead, I think, into the third quarter last week. And Texas Tech, while they started off rather solid, have since fallen off the face of the earth. So yeah, who doesn't want to be Kansas this and, week? And Baylor's at Texas Tech, so on the logo on the T V it will say the but it will say but. There you go. That's great. I just bring. That's, that's what America needs right now. It is. Needs some laughter. Needs Baylor and Texas Tech to play each other in football, I it's guess. It's okay to smile. It's going to be like one of eight games this weekend. It's okay to smile and put your arm around somebody as long as you're six feet apart from a stranger. <laughs> yeah, Keegan, let's get into this because it's an awkward weekend. It's an awkward weekend for you and I just because we do an OU podcast and I guess when you do football podcasts during bye weeks, there's always some things to talk about, and there are some things to talk the about. Masters, the, the Masters are going on. I guess like wasn't it postponed because some like, rain? There was some. So like I'm I'm thinking like is this golf or baseball? What are we doing? Here? <laughs> but you know usually that's going to trigger some people. Typically during bye weeks, there's recruiting news, there's injury updates, there are things to look forward to, but. It's especially made harder when both teams going into a big game are on a bye week. So we don't even have anything to look forward to with Oklahoma State to like, let's let's check out Tylen Wallace. He didn't play against Kansas State except for that one uh, on hands team on, on an onside kick, which is just awkward. And I, I'm sure Mike Gunny explained that some way, <laughs> somehow. But to me, if I'm Kansas State, I'm like, man, fuck you. You thought you can get away with not playing your best player? Yeah. You damn near lost. We all know Oklahoma has a ton of underrated beauty to it. The rolling hills, the countrysides, the sunsets, and even our cities. If you're interested in decorating your home or place of business with evidence showing off the uniqueness of our state, give David Schweitzer a look. David is a talented photographer hailing from Calumet who has a passion for capturing everything Oklahoma has to offer. And don't take my word for it. Check out his website at www.oklahomabackroadexplorer.com and get in touch with him. I personally like the abandoned building prints. I'm into creepy stuff, but it also kind of reminds me of what Bob Stoops must have felt when he first stepped on campus in 1998. Again, that's oklahomabackroadexplorer.com or check out his Instagram page of the same name. Follow him on Instagram and like his stuff for us. We'll appreciate it. One of David's specialties is taking his photos and printing them on wooden cutouts of the state. It'd go really well with an upside-down longhorn skull in your living room. One more time, oklahomabackroadexplorer.com. I believe the brown kid, the running back, wasn't supposed to play either. They're banged up pretty Chuba's good. Chuba's back up. What's his name? Oh, L.D. Brown. L.D. Brown. Okay. The guy who's actually, uh, I think, better than Chuba Hubbard. He's just not as fast as Chuba Hubbard. Chuba mm. Hubbard is a faster Kennedy Brooks. Prove me Ch- wrong. Chuba, I've actually talked to some people about this. Like, where would he fit best in the NFL? Like, it put him in, like back up to Derrick Henry with the Tennessee Titans with the way they run the football, all the outside zone stuff that they do. What about Arizona? See, he would ha- he. I feel like they need like a LaShawn McCoy type. Joe Mixon. So a 
versatile like catch out of the backfield. Yeah, because yeah, I guess Chuba, we haven't really seen him part of that type of offense. No, well they they kind of have. If they did that more, I think they actually would probably be a lot better. I mean, you get that guy going downfield, not a lot of people are going to catch up to him, obviously. So, but uh, but yeah, they're pretty banged up. It's not a good sign for Oklahoma State that they may have some trouble along the offensive line. Yeah, in this game. So it's a uh, now it's gonna be a fun little week of buildup. I mean, it's a uh, as I said on Tuesday, it's a de facto Big Twelve championship semifinal. Yeah. The other one will be Iowa State and Texas, probably. Well, it's Iowa State, Kansas State, right? It's not this, not this weekend. Next but weekend, next weekend, and yeah. then I believe the weekend after that is Iowa State. I mean, I expect Iowa State to win. If Iowa State doesn't win, then you just replace them with Texas. You want Texas to beat Iowa State. And if you create a three-way tie between Texas and Kansas State, no, then that wouldn't work. No, the tiebreakers are all messed up. You you sent me a tiebreaker question. Maybe maybe it wasn't you, but someone did the other. And I was like, man, I have no clue. Who the hell? Who the hell else is texting you, man? Who are you cheating on me with? Yeah, it's true. That's that's kind of screwed up. But you no, know, um, I, I feel like we did a fairly good job of laying out the scenarios in regards to OU for their best case scenario on yep. Tuesday. So we don't really need to get rehash all that, but. No, it it sets up well for Oklahoma. It sets up well for a big game in Bedlam for both teams, like you said. Um, but if Iowa State does win this weekend, right? Are they playing Texas this weekend? Who? Iowa State. No, they are also on a bye. Yeah, I like every good team in this conference is on a bye. And I, I'm seriously like curious about this because every conference this year has scheduled to their benefit. We sure. we we talked about it when the Big Ten released their their second schedule, and we all looked at it and said, "Man, I, Ohio State has a cakewalk to yep. the Big Ten championship. Like this is not even they're not even trying to hide it." And I guess the Big Twelve did itself a favor by having a bye, a, a very strategic bye week, uh, two weeks after Halloween, because typically with COVID, um, everything basically spikes. 10 days to 14 days after a, a certain day. So, yeah. okay, Halloween was two weeks ago, so maybe we should have a bye week during that week for all of our big teams if we're going to assume that it's going to be a big bedlam game. If we're going to assume that Iowa State, Kansas State could be potentially important in terms of Big 12 championship seeding. So the Big 12, like, they did a good job with their schedule. They, they did great. They did a great job. Work, it's worked out for OU. They had their COVID scare earlier on in the year. Had a bye week right after Missouri State, so they are able to kind of – get that somewhat under control as much as you can. Yep. Unfortunately for OU, they lost their next two games, so it didn't really <laughs> matter. Um, but I don't know if the Big 12 let's, – let's not give them any credit. I mean, I don't, I don't well, think that the they – Well, when the SEC is postponing – I know LSU – Their most important game. Yeah, I know we talked about LSU a few weeks ago about how, like, the drop-off has been so significant. But it's still Alabama-LSU, and that game is still postponed. Like, that's – that got our attention on a podcast. Yeah. And usually if if I read something on air to Yuki and like that pops up on my phone, I usually like go out and take that out because it's like obviously if people are listening to the show, they know about that already. They don't need me to go, Oh my god, Alabama LSU was postponed, but it's a big game. And even yep. though LSU sucks, it's still something that I would probably tune into when OU's on a bye week. And I think the question that was asked to Lincoln this week about the viability of the, you know, players and what their options are going to look like on a bye weekend right now with yep. the way things are spiking in the state. And I, and I know this is where, you know, 
fast forward past this part if you want, but I mean, Oklahoma just reported the highest day for hospitalizations because of this thing today. Yeah, and this is like COVID's not COVID is not over. I don't think anybody with a brain thinks that COVID was over by any means. No. I, th- I think a lot of people, and th- I'll I'll kind of throw myself into this category, have basically just learned to live with it. Yeah. And I say that with the utmost respect of what an airborne virus is capable of. I do. I say that with the utmost respect of our healthcare workers who are working their fucking ass off yep. day and night. Um, but at the same time, like I have to do my job and my job includes like going to places like Twin Peaks during the week at lunchtime when it's a full restaurant. I wear my mask, um, as much as possible when I'm not there working or eating. And then it requires me to come to Vanessa house, which I love. So I wear a mask when we set up, I wear a mask when I walk in, like I, I take as much risk as, as little risk as possible. Yeah. And if I do go out, like, f- with friends, like, for leisure time, I try to go to places with patios. And even though it's starting to get cold, I try to, like, hey, let's just let's all wear coats, warm up, and just go outside and try to be smart about this. So, But at the same time, you can't avoid everything. No, you can't. And, and again, I think people with brains understand that. It's just a whole bunch of you need to respect the process. You need to respect that... Um, this is a short term in terms of, like, we're not going to be living with this thing forever. We're not going to be wearing masks forever. Yeah, May. You've got to go to May. You've got to get just, to May. We just got to, you know, just like it was for the last six, seven months where it was a complete and utter lockdown. It probably should have been a little bit more stringent earlier on to curb what we are focusing, like, kind of going through right now. But it didn't happen that way, so now we have to kind of all be smart and be caring about one another. And if you want fun things like football, then uh, you got to make some short-term sacrifices. That's just the way it is. And you asked me the question before we went on air, Keegan, of are there going to be fans in the stadium at Memorial Stadium next Saturday? Not this Saturday, but next Saturday for Bedlam. And I told you, yes, because the cat's out of the bag. Like, you can't – if you just stopped it, it's – things just go off the rail in that in that scenario unfortunately is in a perfect scenario yes i would not want people in the stadium i would not want people here at vanessa house but the cat's out of the bag oh for sure no i think fans in the stands is i think it becomes and this is not of any substance like i've heard anything but it's just at this point i mean oklahoma oklahoma state with Huge with, you know, 25% capacity even. Like, don't – not trying to sit here and be, a you know, as Clay Travis would know, a corona bro, but come on, be like – Oh, fuck Clay Travis, well, man. Yeah. That, that dude, he's just – Oh, for sure, but my – He's a tool. Yeah, but, again, my my whole biggest point is, is that, like, Thanksgiving's in a couple weeks. Like, stuff's going to spread there. Bedlam is next Saturday. I don't know. It just – I don't know. Maybe for one year, that's the sacrifice that people have to make. I know you don't want to hear that, but I, I don't know. That's just that's where I'm at. It's like you see this every day, and these numbers just keep going up and up and up, and it's it's kind of sad because yeah. like you hear what G- the mayor in Tulsa said like today. He goes, basically, you have to be needing a uh, ventilator to get into the hospital right now. Yeah. Like how crazy is that? No, it's. I mean, it's people taking 
you know, it, it, some of it is people just taking their own risks. It's some people that are doing everything that they can, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, follow like guidelines, but still like you can only protect yourself and others like so much. Like mm-hmm. I, I wear a gym to the mat. Uh, I, <laughs> I wear a mask to the gym. I need to stop drinking these beers. I wear a mask to the gym, Keegan. And let me tell you today, I, I uh, didn't put my contacts in cause my, uh, um, until the evening because my eyes are still adjusting to the seasonal change. So the allergies were kicking my ass this morning. So I couldn't put my contacts in. So wearing a mask with glasses at the gym is kind of silly. I can't see shit because I'm fogging up my glasses the entire time. Uh, but I, I try to do as much as I can. But even still, like, I can still catch it. Mm-hmm. And chances are I've had a few friends that have had COVID thus far. And they have symptoms, they have basically a bad day, and then they can't taste or smell for about a week, and then they go back to normal. So the chances are that if I catch it, hopefully if I, if I do catch it, it's going to be basically like that because I'm younger and I'm in shape and I eat well as much as I can, all those things. I take vitamins. Uh, but not everybody's like that. So I try to do my best for others as much as I can at the same time with college football, I must admit whenever I'm like watching football on Saturdays, Keegan, I find myself for like three to six, seven, eight hours, whether I'm just watching as a fan or working for the franchise, it feels completely normal. Yeah. And that, that means something that, that has to mean something. And if it means something to me, I know it means something to everybody else. And that, that while it may be seen as silly and counterintuitive to what it is to live during a virus, it has to mean something important. Yeah, it's OU men's basketball is pausing practice, right, because of a positive test. It's a little bit harder with basketball. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, don't want to get too high on a soap, soapbox here. It's, it is a uh, t- it, tough times, but we will, get, we will get through it. Brady, what are, you, what are your thoughts on college football this weekend? Just in, just Boring. In just yeah. I mean, we've got Boston College, Notre Dame, and so basically it's the team that should have beat Clemson followed by the team that actually did beat Clemson. Cool. I don't really know how good Notre Dame is. I, yeah. th- I think they are what they have always been. They're, they're a, a solid team, but you put them in a playoff situation, they get spanked. Now, Probably. Now, I am a fan of a team that has been embarrassed in a few playoff games, but I think you, if you were a casual fan and watched OU in their playoff games compared to Notre Dame in their one playoff game, mm-hmm. I think you can make the distinction that, okay, Oklahoma's a little bit higher in terms of category than Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is basically in that same spot. They just fortunately played Clemson with a backup quarterback who will no doubt be very good yeah. and is already good now. But you're playing Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. You're playing Clemson with DJ. Their defense, What's it? Yuana Galele? Yuan Galele. Yuan Galele. I'm trying my best. I think that's what it is. Again, he will be good, and he's already good. If that's your backup quarterback, then whew. I mean, just think about Oklahoma over the next year and a half where Spencer Rattler is the starter and Caleb Williams is the backup. That could potentially be the Oklahoma situation. Oh, for sure. No, that's exactly what it's going to be. But you have that. You have have Notre Dame, Clemson – or you have Notre Dame, Boston College, excuse me, and then you have – Miami and Virginia Tech, which Virginia Tech is weirdly a favorite. I was listening to the Solid Verbal podcast, and 
I love I love Miami in that game. Like Virginia Tech is going to be Virginia, by Liberty. Why is Virginia Tech a favorite? For sure. No, why? I'm with you. I think Miami is over, like well overrated. I think De'Aaron King's a very good quarterback, but Miami, to me, this just really just reeks of in a normal year. We have to keep Miami ranked high because Clemson needs some good wins. They play in a shit conference. Let's let's keep North Carolina ranked. Let's keep Miami ranked as much as possible so Clemson can have some nice victories to like pin their he- pin their heads on, but I mean to me like if Miami plays Oklahoma State in a bowl game like they're projected to, I would pick Oklahoma State even though I don't have that high of opinion of Oklahoma State overall as a team. I think OSU is a better team by far than Miami. Miami just has a better quarterback. No, yeah, Miami. Miami's one of those teams that if it was the Big Twelve, Brady, that like they would l- drop, like score score a ton of points and drop these games that they've won. Um, I have to believe they won. They believe they beat NC State and they scored a ton of points. Yeah. So no, for sure, it would be interesting though, like. I think this is the week that you're kind of seeing, and Bob Bowlesby talked about it today, that about expanding the playoff for, and not just expanding it, but even pushing it back. I believe that's what he was talking about. What's the college football playoff thinking right now? Because they want to have four Power Five conferences. They don't want Cincinnati. They do not want to get Cincinnati in there. They want to get a Pac-12 champion that's either undefeated or has one loss. Please, God, have be undefeated. The college football playoff is thinking about the Pac-12 because. As much as you and I have kind of hinted at the possibility of OU winning out and maybe backdooring into a scenario where they could be in the conversation of jumping into the playoff, the college football playoff committee probably doesn't want that either because OU would be a two-loss team even though they refuse to understand that this is a weird year. Like, if you expand to eight, you don't have to keep it. This is a weird year. Mm-hmm. Eligibility doesn't count, so that that should just be the the basically the indirect or slash direct bullet point for you to say. Let's just go ahead and just give it put in eight teams because we cannot compare resumes because some teams have played a handful of games, some other teams have other games still scheduled they haven't played yet. But we have a good idea of who's good and who's not for sure. No, and. I want to correct myself. Bob Bowlesby only talked about pushing it back, not expanding. But even then... It's the same conversation. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. If you're like, willing to push it back, then you should also be willing to expand it. Yeah, for one year. I mean, Ohio State's going to play, what, six games when it's all said and done? Maybe seven? Yeah. Not I mean, the it, nine. It, and even if Ohio State does their job and keeps their players basically you know, safe, they don't go out and party and put themselves at risk, their opponents, like, they're not adhering to the same rules and as strict guidelines as Ohio State, which is a football, you know, college football blue blood. Maryland's fun, but they don't care as much as Ohio no. State. Rutgers doesn't give a fuck, you know. Like, this is just what we're dealt with right now. Arkansas, Florida this weekend, Wisconsin-Michigan. Outside of that, though, a lot of nada, a lot in, of postponed. In Indiana, Michigan State, do anything for you? N- no, not really. It's, you know, one of those things where, like, Michigan State got kind of lucky and beat a bad Michigan team on a bad day, and that doesn't really mean that they're any good. Like I definitely thought that what happened to them against Iowa was going to happen. 
so. just don't know what in Indiana is. Quarterback's pretty good. This this Phoenix kid. I just I don't know what they are. They're they're not just like Miami. They're like they're not a top ten team. Let's just do this. Let's go through the top ten real quick. Let's let's do this exercise. Top ten college football. So I'll go through the AP rankings. <laughs> okay, we got Bama one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, and then we got Texas A&M, your favorite five, Florida six, Cincinnati seven, BYU eight, Miami nine, Indiana ten. There are four teams in this top ten that I know for certain OU would not beat tomorrow, and it's the top four. They would not beat Bama. Well, actually, there are three teams. They would not beat Bama. They would not beat Ohio State. They would not beat Clemson. I would fa- I would pick Notre Dame, but I would I am not 100% certain that OU would lose to them. The difference between Notre Dame playing them this year and then most years is that their offensive line's really good. Offensive and, line's good, and then historically, because I'm a big history nerd, Notre Dame owns Oklahoma, so I would just kind of... Uh, Oklahoma's got the last... They have, the, they have score the last on word, Notre Dame. Yeah. So hopefully OU never has to play Notre Dame again. <laughs> I think OU A&M is... I, I know we talked about it on Tuesday, but that's our dream. That is New Year's Six realistic scenario of this season. That would by far be a really, really good football game. Yes. Um, I don't. I like. I, don't I know. know you, I know you'd pick Florida. I know you'd pick Florida on a neutral field with o- against Oklahoma. Cause I probably would. That <laughs> would be what six and a half Florida by what four. If it's anything under seven, I would take Florida they're, in that game. They're just so hit or miss. Oh yeah, their For defense the la- isn't very good. Under two, like the last two years. They are explosive or they're boring. So they're basically an SEC East school or they're just really awesome, if that makes sense. Yeah. I like Dan Mullins. I think he's a fantastic coach. I just – They just – their defense isn't that good. And that's the weird Stetson thing. And Stetson Bennett isn't very good either. So they couldn't exploit that. So, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Um, it's going to be interesting to see this thing play out the rest of the way because, like, I've already heard what – I already saw something today that A&M will miss that maybe next weekend. Like, that's already under the gun to being canceled. Like, there's just – we're kind of running out of time here if we're going to get a full football season in without – unless they push the playoff back. But yeah, that's like maybe it's just because we, this is week 11 of college football. Maybe we've seen 11 weeks of college football. Then I'm like, I am for certain that the season will – finish as oh, absolutely and maybe i'm completely wrong about that but i don't know I, I feel like we have we've had one bad week and it was at the beginning of the year we had one bad week in terms of the big 12 and i think really at college football at large we had one bad week where everything was basically in question it was the week of the kansas state game and then after that it, it was just kind of business as usual we didn't see a lot of um covid numbers we didn't see a lot of like this school is having a lot of trouble we did of course but it was like spotty sure and a lot of it just went by the wayside and the games were still played regardless so maybe i'm looking at it wrong but i feel like we're going to be able to finish out this season but keegan like going back to the top 10 do you think i mean ou indiana ou miami ou byu ou cincinnati OU's played – they've played three bad teams in a row. Sure. But we know the talent. And, of course, you have a much better understanding of the talent because you follow recruiting much closely than I do. Absol- so, absolutely. So, I'm sorry. Like, when you talk college football and you're talking matchups, 
you essentially go through the talent kind of checkbox list, and OU thrashes Indiana. They thrash Miami, and they thrash BYU and Cincinnati. So BYU Cincinnati is where the games do get a little more competitive. Well, it's because they're playing thirty year olds that they're playing BYU. <laughs> pick on That's someone, also true. Pick on someone your own size. And then the top six, I would say, probably presents Oklahoma with a tough challenge. Whether they of have, course, yeah. I would say either Oklahoma matches up across the board in seven and beyond. Like Texas A&M's defensive line would be a problem to deal with. Florida's offense would be a problem to deal with. Clemson overall would be. Ohio State would be. Notre Dame's offensive line could at least stand up against Oklahoma's defensive line. Yeah. Um, and then you have Alabama. So, it, I no, it, is Oklahoma heading in a direction, though, Brady, where – like 2016 at the end of the year where you thought that they could beat basically anybody that was out there. Yeah, Oklahoma's heading that direction. Do they have a little bit more to show? Probably. Do that against in Bedlam next week. You, you got a, a great chance to do it. Yeah, that's kind of the weird, funny thing that I feel as a fan where we're praising Oklahoma because they played so well against bad teams, and there's, there is something to be said about that. You have to go out there and take care of business but they've only played bad teams, and so we're sitting here just kind of like finishing off their season according to their ceiling before it happens. They can go out there and lay an egg against OSU, and all these like these last two or three podcasts will just be like laugh out loud, like how dare us like think that? How dare us think that this OU team should be in a New Year's Six Bowl or even be in the conversation of being in the, in the college football playoff as the four seed? Like how dare we do that because they just went out and just shat the bed against Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State is not a gimme, but I, I've tried to look at this game like, you know, we're a week and a half out. I've tried to look at the uh, Bedlam game from a neutral perspective of, like, how can OSU exploit this matchup? And really it just comes down to if you're OSU, man, I hope OU makes mistakes. Man, I hope Spencer Rattler turns the ball over That's ran- the randomly. That's the pathway to them. I, I hope their secondary just has a bunch of stupid PIs and holds like they did earlier on in the year. They've since cleaned it up. And then, man, I hope Tylen Walsh just has like 250, 300 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. And I think one of those things is somewhat realistic. Tylen Wallace can have 200 yards receiving, but that doesn't guarantee an OSU win. Everything else is just like if, if your next bullet point is I hope the opponent just makes random mistakes, then you're fighting an uphill battle you probably probably won't win. Probably could win, though, if it happens that way. And then Spencer Rattler's yeah. proven to be turnover prone just a little bit. So, And who knows with his health status, like where exactly he is. I'm sure he'll be damn near 100%. He should be. Um, I hope so. And then – but yeah, you know, like you said, there, there's a pathway to Oklahoma State winning this football game, and we're going to talk about it for two weeks straight. Um, but the things that you know could hinder that is Oklahoma State shooting themselves in the foot themselves. Like themselves, you talk about Spencer Sanders' turnovers, penalties um, on offense along the offensive line. I mean, it's it's just it's going to be a tough matchup for them. And like you said, you talk yep. about you talk about matchups with Oklahoma and really, generally anybody. Like they're they are now like there are areas where Oklahoma can dominate a football game. They haven't had that capability all year, and they can do that now. Yeah. So that that does change their outlook just a little bit. Um, but overall, though, they're in a you know one of those positions right now where 
they just keep getting better and they keep getting better and they ride that momentum and we've talked about this and I've said it now probably five podcasts straight you carry that momentum in 2021 where whenever you need it most um, you're really really going to need it there need it then and you can accomplish those things and it's out there in front of them and it, it is wild to sit here on November 12th compared to where we were out on October 12th or before that about where this Oklahoma team was at like yeah. I didn't think that they had a chance to do much of anything this year I well, thought at least one more loss was coming on the schedule, and right now... Me, me too. I remember I was like, I think one more big blowout loss is on the schedule because yeah. it's a young team. Yeah. But they've... I mean, they've grown up before our eyes, and again, they've played bad teams, but there is something to be said about just gaining confidence by beating bad teams, by seeing just how good you can be if you just do your job. Mm-hmm. And it, what Spencer Rattler has seen wholeheartedly, man, if I just do my job, I don't have to do anything spectacular. We can just score points like with the best of them like we are so loaded that i don't have to do anything amazing i just this guy's open i'm gonna throw him the ball i'm not gonna stand in the pocket like watching the the osu k-state game keegan osu's first drive three and out and it was capped off by spencer sanders standing in the pocket for a fucking eternity and then your boy like white hubert just runs right into him Yep, and uh, Spencer Sanders fumbles the ball. Unfortunately, the left tackle that gave up the sack fumble uh, caught the ball in midair, and it wasn't a turnover for Oklahoma State. But again, like I, I, I've gone in and out of this game, just thinking, what can OSU do? And I just keep coming back to their offensive line is bad, mm-hmm. and OSU, OU has played bad offensive lines. They play better offensive lines, and this defensive line without Ronnie Perkins has had so much success in the backfield. So I'm just thinking it's going to come down to Spencer Sanders making plays. And the scary thing is, is he is capable of doing that. We haven't seen it in terms of like Spencer Sanders in a big game, but he is capable of doing it. Like if he does it, it'll be surprising just because we haven't seen it, but it wouldn't surprise us because the guy is talented. Oh, for sure. And what you have to see from Oklahoma state is how healthy are they going to be? As well, like if, if they're struggling along the offensive line to get a Tevin Jenkins 100% and Jake Springfield back, I don't know if how long he's out. That Sills kid, their left tackle, bless his heart, he is. He gets, he, he's a guard. He, he, he got kicked out to tackle because of the injuries. Yeah, he is. He is a worse version of Eric Swenson last year. Like <laughs> everything that we criticize Swenson for, like a speed rush, simple speed rush. Ronnie Perkins will eat his lunch if he's on him. They're they're going to be in a world of hurt, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, Early on out, what would you think that line's going to be for Bedlam? Oh, eight and a half o- OU. I think anything under ten, there's great value on Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, because like, I mean, Bedlam typically goes where it, it's a circus fun game, but then OU usually wins by two scores. Whether it's they're up seven and they score like a an icing touchdown at the end. That's usually how it goes. But, again, like, OSU's talented, but OU just has everything. Like, OSU's kryptonite. OU has, like, yep. an answer for all of it. So, OSU can make plays, and OU can have a bad day. That's simply how OU will lose this game. For sure. Beer break. Beer break. You should probably read the – you should probably tell all of our friends about what I just sent you. Oh, a reminder. I was wondering why you sent that to me. 
Because you're on the podcast. I am. Yeah, you can join Vanessa House for their fourth annual turkey drive. You can donate a turkey starting Monday, November 16th through the 22nd to help a family in need this Thanksgiving and be entered into a raffle for your chance to win prizes from local companies. You can see more on their, for information on this on Vanessa House's social media. So their, tw- their Twitter account, which is at VHBeer, their Instagram, which is, I believe you just type in Vanessa House, Vanessa Beer House, you know, whatever, Vanessa House Beer. Keegan, why are you an Aggie? <laughs> like two years ago, you, get were, my beer? you were a Longhorn. Now you're kind of a Gator Aggie. I'll go definitely go, Gators. Go get your beer. I'll say Gators for sure. The Aggie thing is nowhere close. I just I think it would be great to see that matchup for a high scoring game. That Georgia Florida game I tried to rewatch it was boring as hell. Oh oh go yeah, get, go get your beer. K- Kyle Trask. Did, I don't think he has the arm strength I thought he did. Those balls were floating, right? If I remember correctly, he's not very good. What did you get, Keegan? I got an eighty nine logger. What I was talking about earlier. Really really like it. Does that make your uh, pants come off? I've said it before. It tastes like a. Like a yingling. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Love good. me some yingling. That's a good little pull. Mm-hmm. Oh, bye weeks, Brady. Bye weeks whenever, especially whenever the thing's going on. One, the Masters going on. You going to watch any of that this weekend? Fuck no. No? Not a golf guy at all? I love playing golf. It's a lot of fun, but I don't watch it. It's just like baseball to me. That, I love playing baseball. Baseball is so much fun to play. I, I've had more fun playing baseball than I ever had playing football or basketball. It is just, it does not translate well to TV. And you know e- what? And even you can can agree with me there. No. I could watch a baseball game right now. Well, no, because you are a gigantic baseball fan, but you should understand it does not translate well to oh, the I think TV it, crowd. I think it translates... Just fun. Give me a little pizza, a little hot dog at home. And Joe you know. Buck. Joe Buck's great. Joe Buck's awesome. You know, it, it's going to be one of those things this year where, like, especially getting back into basketball and all these things, like, they plan on having uh, fans in the stands, right, for basketball. This this could be the, the finish up the thunder part of this podcast, but. Oh, yeah, you want to talk a little thunder? We can. It would. It is an interesting time because it seems like Sam Presti is just da- dangling Chris Paul out there for people to bite on. Oh no shit! <laughs> what? Oh, what do you want to happen, Thunder fan Keegan? I mean, just retained like these Houston picks now, right? Are very valuable. They're yes, they're looking to be even more valuable by the hour. Yes. So you don't want to get rid of any of those. You don't want to get rid of any of the Clippers picks. I guess you could throw the Heat picks around. Heat picks are rather expendable at this point because the Heat are much better sooner than we thought they would be right now. Now, now we're not – I mean, I wouldn't be 100% sold that that's not just a flash in the pan with the Heat, but – No, I don't know if they're going to make the finals next season, but – they're gonna be a they're gonna be a force in the East at, at the very least. So they're not gonna be drafting out of the in the lottery. But I think the big thing for the Heat is they might get Victor Oladipo this this season via trade. They might even get Giannis Antetokounmpo this season via trade. That could which happen, I, which I think is fairly far fetched. But they'll probably just get him because he walks there. 
as a free agent. But um, the Heat, yeah, are trending in the direction of Oklahoma City just using those pick swaps as just extra ammo to like package for a bigger deal. For sure. So yeah. There's no, what's I, the, what's up with this? And I called you about this. Like, why are you hiring a coach to help you reposition? So the Thunder hire Mark Dagnall, who's been in the organization for six years. He was the Oklahoma City Blue coach, so their G League team. He was their summer league coach. So he's been very involved with developing the fringe talent to try and turn them into rotational to heavy rotational players for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he's done a fairly good job. And I understand if you're an OU fan listening to this and you're also a Thunder fan – when you think of Terrence Ferguson and your brain automatically goes to, he sucks, or Hamadou Diallo and he sucks. I get it. I understand. They're, they're not MVPs. They're not all-stars. They don't score 20 points a game. I get it. Sure. But it's so hard. It is so hard to develop guys from the G League ranks to, like, guys that you draft and the initial scouting report on them is they're raw and they're athletic. Let's see what the Thunder do with them. It's so hard to turn those guys into rotational players. Yeah. And while Terrence Ferguson, in my opinion, and everybody else's opinion, he's not very good, mm-hmm. that dude was a solid starter for a year and a half. That's yep. an incredible like. Sh- that's an incredible hit. That's a base hit on a draft pick that late in the first round for Sam Presti and the Thunder. And then Mark Dagnall in terms of developing. Hamadou Diallo, pure athlete, second-round pick. And has had moments here and there over the last two years. He won a dunk contest. He won a dunk contest. And this is a big year for him in terms of his future in the league. Incredible hit by Mark Dagnall, Sam Presti, and the coaching staff. And then, of course, everybody knows Lou Dort. That dude is incredible in the playoffs. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and just wait till he gets a full year under his belt where he's practicing with NBA players, not G League players, like he was until the Thunder got to the bubble. Like It's incredible what this organization has done with fringe NBA talent. Yeah. So the hope is, Mark Dagnall, you take that developing you know, basketball talent from fringe guys and you put it on SGA, you put it on Darius Baisley, you put it on Hamadou Diallo, you put more of a focus on Lou Dort, guys that are clearly NBA players, and maybe you can bring them up to a higher category of, of, of a level of player. That's the hope, but we will see. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but we'll see. Yeah. The Thunder have no other direction to go. No, they, yeah, they, with all the assets that they have in the future, it's hard to ignore that reality that, you know, he could coach them through this process and then maybe not coach the team that makes the finals and wins one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, he, it could be four or five years down the line. I'd assume this was a four-year deal. Yeah. They're not going to tell us. The Thunder don't disclose numbers or contracts. But And, and Dagnall... It's not a, public information? It's not. And Dagnall is a pure Thunder guy, so he doesn't even have like agent relationships with like Woj or Mark Stein that would probably get to understand the deal. But I'm going to assume it's a four-year deal. Yeah. Because that's what Billy Donovan wanted. The Thunder didn't want to give him that because it would have been more expensive. You give Dagnall the four-year deal. Sure. Maybe a team option on that fourth year just in case he's just awful. For all we know, he could be awful. For all we know, he could be great. We don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting time. Thunder World, NBA World in general. Draft's coming up, and it doesn't even feel like it. I know. The free agency starts when? Uh, free agency starts, I think, a 
four or five days after the draft, which the draft is next so Wednesday. next weekend? It's next Wednesday. Yeah, so free agency starts like next On Sunday. Oh. So basically we'll have Bedlam, and then probably while we're recording the postgame Chris show Paul for our Patriots, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. What, what do we do? Talk what? about the freaking who, however many assets the Thunder got back. But, no, it's the Thunder, and they're, they're so interesting just from the idea of, like, you see what Boston was able to do with Jason Tatum and those guys and those draft picks and everything they got from the Nets. Yeah, they and this the is, Nets. This, and this is basically that times, like, two. Yeah, and look, patience for Thunder fans, like, absolute patience because those don't kick in for another two years. Yeah. Now, if you're saying that's through like 2026, right? 2027. So yeah. you've got five years of that where yeah. you could have like a top 10 pick. And then pick swaps with the Clippers when they're probably going to be bad after Kawhi and Paul George have moved on. Yeah. And if you're Sam Presti and you just want to like go all in, like, sure, you can like trade those picks in the future f- to jump up in drafts in the present. But this draft is not very good. Next year's draft looks much better. Who knows what the Thunder are going to do? Who knows what they could do with this draft? Like, if they trade Chris Paul to Phoenix, get the 10 pick, like I told you on the phone the other day, you could, in theory, try to use that 10 pick to maybe catapult yourself higher in the draft to maybe get LaMelo Ball. And if LaMelo Ball is everything that I think he could be in terms of him playing next to SGA, the Thunder aren't going to be bad for too much longer. They're going to have a lot of young, great talent. And then, who knows, maybe you get Cade Cunningham to round out that three-guard lineup. You oh, if you got the number one pick next year and got Cunningham, I'd be all aboard that. Well, Sam Presti's going to have a front row seat Yep, any day he wants to go watch Kate Cunningham more than any other GM. I'm excited for this basketball season. Did you talk to Long Kruger this week? No. You suck, Keegan. Some of you beat person be, you are. Yeah, no, I won't be covering basketball. Why the fuck not? Because so I could get a break. So I can go, go, get, recruits. A, go get a job for a little bit. Another job, make some more money, and then uh, be ready for baseball season. Who's your fa- football? Who's your favorite OU quarterback of all time? Favorite OU quarterback all time. There's a correct answer here. I mean, it's hard to ignore Baker, right? I mean, that's it's recency bias. It, it's not Baker Mayfield. My favorite OU quarterback all time. Who is it? I can't say his name. Why? Oh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> there we go. Did you hear the sound bite? No, I haven't gone back. I, no, I haven't gone back and listened. Well, you need to. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? There you go. Everybody, we tried our best to make to entertain you on this bye week. We gave you some OU stuff. We gave you some college football stuff. We even gave you some Thunder stuff. So don't complain and pretend like we didn't try our best. But um, thank you so much for listening to the Inside OU podcast. And please give us a review and a rating, like I said at the beginning of the show. Uh, thank you very much to Vanessa House Beer Company. Take care of us. Love this place. Love it. Uh, come out next Thursday if you want to, if you want to you know, take the proper precautions, wear a mask. Uh, Keegan and I will be here. Come out and have fun. Say hi to us. And then, of course, their turkey drive, like we mentioned twice. Like, please give that some thought, everybody. We will deeply appreciate that. Shout out to David, our photographer friend, for uh, sponsoring the Thursday show. What You've already heard that promo. And then, I mean, what else can we say? Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> it helps us out a ton. We can't 
we can't tell you how the Thursday th- podcast beat me to the Kansas game, but that's I'll we'll get that taken care of. I'm already through it's it. It's a bye week. I'm already through it. You I've should, been through the game. I just haven't done anything with it. You should just do the film review shirtless on for Saturday since there's no since there's no game. I'm thinking so. about doing breaking down the Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas State, and Texas games for the Patreon for Oklahoma State, but that'd be a great idea. We'll have to. It wouldn't be a you know six hour one that I typically do for OU. It'd probably focus on a couple things here and there. Just like pick point out something out, pick out some plays and gif them and say Ronnie Perkins destroy Spencer Sanders here. God rest Spencer Sanders' soul. Because I went back and I've broken down the Tulsa game just for why <laughs> Tulsa had so much success defensively. No, why did they? And you it, forget Is that Tulsa the best team OSU's played this year except for Kansas State? I know Texas te- is Texas, the most talented. Te- I mean, Texas would handle Tulsa. They'd of be just co- fine. Of course they would. Yeah. What, whatever. Tulsa is just – they've played better football than Texas. They have won a couple more bigger games. Yeah. They've also lost a couple, or they about lost to someone really bad at home. It's all about expectation. Oh, sure. No. Yeah. Expectation's about the same for each school, right? No, that's a, that's a joke. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, no, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here. I mean, I true this, and I'm, I'm going to say this in a serious note again. Please wear your masks. It's not that hard. It's really not. Yeah. Hey, look, people. If, if you feel like it infringes on your rights, I'm willing to listen to you. But please understand, when you go into a restaurant, do you want to see somebody, like while you're eating your $30 steak, do you want to see somebody's feet? Because I don't. Them wearing socks and shoes is not for them. It's for your comfort. So them, <laughs> other, people, other people wearing a mask is not for necessarily for your safety. It's for other people. For sure. No, yeah. It looks silly. The, it, it's the a sock one. It's a No, like have you ever been to a restaurant, Keegan, and seen a sign that says no shirt, no socks, no pants, yeah, no yeah, service? Yeah, yeah. What's different what's more different? No, no, you're right. Yeah. So this is a silly I wear I wear my shoes for myself though, Brady. I don't wear well, it to me protect too. you from it. It's cold outside. <laughs> it's cold outside. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Inside OE podcast. Thank you to Vanessa House Beer Company. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Christine Butterfield, who's sitting back there right behind Keegan. Uh, Y'all have a good and sexy weekend. Boomer Sooner.